Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Tonight I'm trying something new, as always. I am trying to record over here on Anchor. So those of you that want to listen to the um, episode on a podcast, you can find it on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Hey to all you guys over here on Instagram. Let me check the chat and see who's joining on Facebook. That will switch for me. Um, so Fly Girl, hey to you. Joy Hall, my Monday night buddy over here on Instagram. And Live W. Miller, good to see all you guys here tonight. Big shout out to you guys. Um, huge shout out to Jacqueline Clemens Johnson. Good to see you tonight. Awesome, as always, that all of you guys are tuning in to listen to me ramble on. Love it. Love seeing you guys on a Monday night. Very, very snowy, very icy out in Lexington this evening. Um, Yeah, give a shout out in the comments and let me know if the audio and video are looking okay. Shout out to Taya Moore and Amber Benteen and Danielle Chapman. Awesome. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, so Danielle, can you hear and see me okay? And we will see if we can. Tonight is open dream interpretation, which I got a lot of dreams submitted, and I'll try to get through a few of them. Uh, these are going to be presented anonymously. And so those people who presented their dreams are going to be listening for the result of the analysis on the dream. Yes, okay, so audio and video look good. Awesome. And David just showed up with my cough medicine, so (laughs) everything's good. I don't know what to think of this weather. I'm beginning to think that... um, I might ought to just switch to video and, and phone readings for the months of January and February and try to not do in person because the ice and the snow, it makes it difficult for people to get in to see me. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Not much going on. I, you know, last week I told you guys I had won that box of of canned seafood from Sea Tales. I'm still waiting for it to show up. I'm going to do a video unboxing of that. I can't wait till the stuff gets here. I'm so excited. Hey to Angela Shields. Good to see you here tonight. Again, if if any of the other people that are listening tonight have questions about the interpretation, put a shout out in the comments. I will try to catch your question. Shout out to Rod Yule. I love your dream. <laughs> Cesaria Luna, hey, hi there. And Catherine Leslie Fay, hi. How are you this evening? So Angela Shield says she used to keep a dream journal, which you should still, because um, it unlocks a lot of things that um, normally you would miss. So you really should 
keep seeing and keep keep a dream journal on there. Absolutely. There we go. Now, uh, I wanted to let you guys know also that um, right here, if you don't want to get on Facebook and you don't want to watch the um, restream on Instagram, let me see if I can do this correctly. You can go to my website here, and it's streaming on my website. So you can just go to the website and watch the restream there. Isn't that neat? That is really cool. So, um, yeah, pretty dang cool. Let me check for questions. So Janice says, I just learned how to cast my TV. <laughs> it is awesome. You know, it is really awesome. All right, let's get into some dreams, shall we? Um, and I do this every so often. I try to do it at least once a month, unless we've got, a, you know, some content that people need to know about. Uh, and I'm kind of wrapped up in a several-part episode or something. I try to do open dream interpretation once a month to, because some of these things that people dream about can be pretty confusing, especially if it's about emotional stuff and you're not really quite sure on how to interpret it. Now, these are all going to be uh, done anonymously. And again, if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, yeah, okay. So here's the first one. And you can, if you have dreams for the future, just go ahead and message them to me anytime. What I do is I save them back for each episode of Open Dream Interpretation. Okay, so here's the first one. So this person who's female is traveling on a road with her mother and her eldest sister. Now both of the mother and the eldest sister have passed away. And she feels like it's a very familiar place because she feels like she's traveled it before with her husband and that she suspects that it may be a real place. So your subconscious kind of takes snippets of places you actually have been and can substitute them in the dream as a setting. Like let's say you went somewhere and it was a really good experience and you were relaxed and you were, um, you know, have good memories about it and the subconscious wants to present it to you in a way that's relaxing and wants you to associate a good memory with it they'll take that snippet your subconscious will take that snippet of the real place and kind of overlay it on the dream so that you get the feeling of this is a good dream you know positive association and whatnot so it really can be a real place but they're just using it in the dream to make a point or to portray a feeling. So the road goes up and down over hills, and then, but it's slowly getting higher and higher in elevation. And they're passing beautiful farms and countryside along the way. Now, one thing that's important that she doesn't say is if they're driving in a car or if they're walking or if they're floating. That can have its significance as well. So they reach the top. Which is significant because we often think of heaven as being up that way. 
And so they reach the top and remember the mother and the sister are passed on. And the mom and sister say they have to go and walk off uh, in a different direction. Anyway, so that what that this is is a visitation. It's not a dream. But at some point, the spirits have to go back to their realm or separate from our visitation realm and go their way. And so the, the elevation is significant in that they're going, they're moving their way back up to heaven, so to speak. And the mom and the sister had actually come down to her level or her elevation for the visitation. So, uh, of course, our dreamer tried to follow them. And I don't think that that, she doesn't say that it works, it works out or it doesn't work out. She just says that, um, everything around was stunningly beautiful and the sky was so light and brilliantly blue and her mom and sister just sort of disappeared. And she was following, but it was like the tide of the ocean water was gently flowing inward towards her feet from both sides of the road, almost like a mirage and she had to turn back. So, what the subconscious is saying, and water encroaching on a situation really relates to the emotions coming into play, and the the realms, the different realms being separate. Now, even though their dimension or their, their realm, the spiritual realm, is folded into ours, there still is a separation there. And so that's kind of what the subconscious was saying to her is that, yes, they're visiting, but now there has to be this separation of worlds and you have to turn back, you have to go back to your reality. But here's the most important thing is she she woke up with a warm, comforted, loving feeling and like she had a glimpse of heaven, which she did their type of heaven. So let me check for questions. Big shout out to Barbara Bacon and Crystal Crazy. Hugs and loves to you, girl. Um, And Ina Thompson, good to see you. And Cindy Hall and Patricia Phillips, how are you this evening? And Cesario wants to know what happens when you dream of a loved one who's passed on and they, they, I'm assuming they don't talk. Okay, and then they do talk. So let's let's get into that just a little bit. So when a spur, a person in a visitation produces a voice, what that means is either the person having the dream or visitation has clear audience, or the person spirit who's passed on had clear audience in life. So one of the other, one of the two of you has to have had or have clear audience in order for the spirit to produce a voice. And it's a technique that spirits can learn, but not all spirits can produce a voice in a visitation. A lot of them do not talk because talking and voice related things are not, it's not the language of the subconscious. So what's happening in a visitation is that you're in the landscape of the subconscious and so the subconscious's voice or language is visual images and feelings. So most often communication will strictly be in the sense of getting a feeling of what they mean 
or them showing you a visual image of themselves or other representations of the communication that they want to convey. I hope that answers your uh, question, Cesaria. Yeah, it's uh, Cesaria. It's just the fact that uh, the clear audience isn't there and the primary <clears throat> mode of communication is the visual images and feeling. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything that they can't produce a voice. It's nice when they can, and it does mean a whole lot, you know, to hear them talk. That is awesome. But uh, that, you know, what that means is sometimes a spirit will have to obtain those abilities to be able to produce a voice, which is something that they can do given, you know, once you cross over, you don't automatically know how to move things. You don't know how to automatically produce a voice. Uh, you don't automatically know how to show yourself as an apparition. These are acquired abilities that the spirit just kind of has to practice. And they'll either get it right or they won't. And somebody who, let's say, is not really good at communication during life is not going to be that good after death either. So, you know, their tendencies don't change just because they've lost the physical shell. Uh, I hope that answers all y'all's questions so far. So, in answer to this lady's question, yes, it was a visitation. Yes, that was a glimpse of their type of heaven because remember it's different for each person if I set down 50 people and ask them to write out what they think their idea of heaven is you're gonna get 50 different answers because it has to be very individualized for each person in order to fit the classification of being heaven for that particular person so let's move on to the other another one and this one was uh, on the surface, it seems um, kind of complicated, but it really isn't if you look at it collectively. So this is a female, and the dream starts as if um, they're looking at a black silhouette of a tall black mansion from the side. Now, right away we get connotations. Anytime that you are in observance of certain colors, in a dream that can mean one of several things so the color black well black isn't really a color but the representations of black are the following mystery the unknown evil depression um so let's let's take that into consideration right off the bat a tall black mansion and a black silhouette so black is an overwhelming representation in the dream so it says, uh, it reminded her of the Sleeping Beauty home with overgrown bushes. Now that's important because what that means is um, the place is not well taken care of. It's been let go. It's been ignored. It, there hasn't been any attention to it. And most often um, buildings, houses, and cars represent yourself. So this could mean that there are aspects of the self that have not been taken care of or not faced or, um, you know, not delved into. Maybe that's an area of mystery or darkness that the person hasn't really 
explored. Um, but the feel of the dream, she says, is dark and kind of static. Um, the silhouette moved like it was pulsating. And so what that kind of connects with is the pulsating always refers to a living thing, a heartbeat. Uh, so I think that that is a representation connecting the, um, the silhouette or the building with themselves. So it's actually kind of saying, this is you, this is yourself, because it's pulsating. It's like a living thing. There's also a neon dark uh, blue electric light framing the mansion and the plant life. Okay, so now we got to look at another color and the connotations that are associated with that. So blue um, is, it can be interpreted as peace depression and the truth so she's all of a sudden inside and standing at the uh, base of a black staircase with a banister again connotations of black which were mystery unknown evil depression um and it's the same silhouette as outside so i think it's representation of the self in the dream uh, she knows that she has to climb the stairs, but feels uncertain and knew what would happen if she did. Um, so she feels that there was something or someone at the top of the stairs and has a lot of anxiety associated with that. So these are um, climbing the stairs represents an ascension into uh, the mind or into the different levels of the mind. So there are things in her subconscious and conscious mind that either she has let go or not faced. I'm feeling like not faced because uh, she is scared of the person at the top of the stairs, which is really herself an aspect. It's an aspect of herself. So, but she puts her hand on the big, on the banister and begins to walk up the first one or two steps in the dream and woke up choking or hyperventilating so what she's trying to do is to confront things that haven't been dealt with in the subconscious now when you when you are going to do that and you're having a lot of anxiety remember haven't you ever when you're about to do something that is fraught with a lot of tension it's a natural impulse to want to hold your breath like jumping in the deep end of the pool for the first time and you're going and you're holding your breath before you do it so I think that um, I don't think anybody was choking her per se but I do think that she was holding her breath as her subconscious mind was traversing up the steps and when she woke herself up she's still feeling that choking feeling. So she's uh, trying to confront a lot of things that have been locked away in the subconscious. You know, when bad things happen, sometimes we literally just repress those and they don't go away. They might go away for the conscious mind, but they don't go away. They are still in the subconscious. And let's say if you get triggers, 
during the day or during the week that have to do with that, uh, it's going to prompt your subconscious to try to get you to face those kind of things in your dream. So I hope that that is a good interpretation for you. Um, so Danielle says this, I know you're talking about dreams, but can spirits use real people as a vessel to communicate like guys in CBS? Yes, because a lot of people have mediumistic abilities and they may deliver a message and not even know that they're delivering a message. Maybe they'll just feel like there's an impulse to say a certain phrase or maybe play a certain bit of music that means a lot to you. Or maybe they're um, impressed by a spirit to say something a certain way. And so they can uh, deliver a message. Absolutely. So Amber says, So in other words, learn and practice now so we are pros at communicating when our soul goes on to the next realm. Absolutely. So this vessel here is strictly for practice. Practice at... Um, developing your abilities so that you can use your spirit in the most efficacious, positive way um, when you lose your body and also to evolve yourself as a, as a human, which means that you must practice your humanity um, and you have to let go of other people's lessons and that is probably one of the hardest things to do is to to work on yourself and not worry about what other people are doing or what they're doing wrong because it's their destiny. It's their practice time. They may not get it right in this lifetime. It may take three more, but that's for them to do. That's not for you to do. You have enough to do to evolve your own spirit. Hope that makes sense to you guys. Okay, Chelsea, good to see you. Dreaming of can't lock doors, even if there is a lock, even if there is a lock, it doesn't work. So that can mean one of several things without more details. That's why I like it when people uh, email their details in because then I can really pick things apart and kind of see the overall meaning of uh, the dream. So there are several things that that dream can mean. Um, maybe you have or you don't have enough barriers or blocks. Uh, people may encroach upon you and you feel like you have to do things for everybody else uh, and you're not able to put up boundaries or barriers between you and other people. So that could be your subconscious trying to let you know that you not putting up boundaries or blocks with other people and what they want is a problem because you can't, you, there's no separation between you and them. That could be that. If you don't feel like that that's the interpretation, Chelsea, you'll have to like message me, private message me more details about it so we can see what exactly it might be. So let's see if we have any more questions. Uh, here's one right here. Can you help with a dream I had the other night that a dog was sucking on my index finger? 
again, really in, to present it, I've got to have more details. Just message them to me, and um, we'll put that on the next show for sure. You know, because there's there's many many things that need to be I need to be um, aware of for that particular dream, like what was the setting outside inside what kind of dog was it your dog was it not your dog was it some foreign uh, dog Um, you know was there any color involved in this scenario so there's a lot of things that uh, have to be delineated there big shout out to my hoodoo buddy Mr. Rob Abbott and sending love and blessings back to you too so Ann says thanks for doing this question and answering (laughs) you're welcome Rob wants to know if we believe in reincarnation. Absolutely. It's almost a proven fact. All you have to do is go and watch several of the documentaries on YouTube. They have gathered all of the facts and presented the facts on the documentary shows. They're pretty fascinating to watch. And, um, you know, hypnotherapists can access past lives in the non-conscious mind. Now, they're not stored in the subconscious. They're stored in the non-conscious, and they only come out during triggers, so if you have a trigger. And so, um, yeah, Rod, go go and watch some of those documentaries, and you will be surprised. So, Angela says, I had a crazy dream. I wish I could remember to send it, and I was in a city I didn't know, and I was at a four-way stop on the right, the name of the city was rage I turned left and there was a hospital that I went into to go to work I didn't know let's see I didn't know the hospital either but I know it was something to do with Scott yeah I gotta have more details on that um part of this interpretation Angela is you're turning away from rage because you turned left instead of right and right was the name of the city, which was Rage. I need the whole context of the dream. Were you in a car? Uh, what type of car was it? What was the color of the car? Uh, who's Scott? You know, these are all things that you have to know to do a, a proper interpretation. And I want it to be a proper interpretation into... Um, I really want to honor the people that went ahead and sent their dreams in ahead of time. And what I like to do is I like to really sit down and analyze the dream in the in a proper way and take the time that I need to to do the interpretation when they're just flashed up there on the screen with very little details. It's really hard to do the dream. Um, it's almost a disservice to try to do on the fly interpretation. So let's go on to the next interpretation here for the people who sent theirs in ahead of time. And I took the time to sit down and actually do the interpretation. So this uh, interpretation was a really significant one. This person is female and her father had committed suicide. Um, Let me make sure that that's the one. Yes, the father had committed suicide. Anyway, so at first she has a visitation where it's very positive, and then she has these successive dreams that are kind of concerning. <laughs> okay. So 
she's only had three visitations from her her father since he died. And it's the last one that's got her uh, upset because the last one was hurtful. Now, her father's sitting in what looks like a hospital, but it had pews like a church. Now, that's significant. That That's a, a big indicator of what's going on. She feels like he was there for help. He talked to everyone, but just glared at me like he was angry with me. That's significant, too. So she feels like maybe if she reached out more, he wouldn't have killed himself. But she's feeling anger from him. And he, um, the Spirit's been showing himself to other people in the family, um, but not in this this way. So she feels like he may be angry with her. Okay, so I have a different interpretation for her here. So the the fact that he looks like he's in a hospital... And but it has pews like a church, and he's portraying the feeling of being angry or being mad. Okay, so a lot of people that commit suicide, their angers are directed at themselves, and so they will either sometimes they will kill themselves because they hate themselves, sometimes they will kill themselves because they don't know how to handle their anger. Or they have self-loathing or self-hatred. Now remember, the spirit can only communicate through feeling or visual images. And so the only way that he can communicate what happened to him to his daughter is through feeling. Now, she's misinterpreting this as anger directed towards her, but it really isn't. You see, he's trying to, at this point in his spiritual journey... He is trying to deal with the anger issues that he had in life. And he may be also trying to communicate to her that he might be angry with himself because he's showing himself in a hospital or a church pew, which means that he should have sought help from medical services or from spiritual services. To prevent what happened because ultimately the person who takes their own life is uh, uh, the biggest responsible party there may be things that led up to it but it's ultimately that person's choice to do or not to do that act so he may be angry that he should have sought medical and spiritual help himself and that those angers being angry The angers that led up to the incident may be what he's having to work through right now. So, on this, I mean, these are very deep and they can really affect a person adversely. If, say, this um, young lady was thinking that, you know, her father was angry with her. Um, Because, you know, like I said, ultimately it was his responsibility to seek help. Um, not her responsibility, but because she's misinterpreting that visitation, she may feel that way. So let's see. So she's wanting to know, what? Well, why is he mad now? Again, the, the feeling is simply the communication. It's the key emotion directed at himself. And I also wanted to ask her, and she'll have to let me know, 
uh, if he failed her or if that was one of the things that maybe he felt like he failed her and maybe the anger between himself and her is are his frustrations that he's trying to deal with that he um, is trying to work through because uh, when somebody dies of a suicide they go through a period of it's almost like a review and they have to look at every single day and the things that they could have done differently like what were the what were the what were the decisions of that day that led it to being a bad day because all of these days put together are what results in what happened and so if a person cannot recognize the bad decision during that day that led to the ultimate outcome it doesn't do them any good to try to reincarnate again because you're going to have the same result but you know if a spirit can work through those days and recognize oh I did this is what happened and then the next day that's what happened and that's what I chose wrong and then you know there's a possibility that they could actually do better let's see here I'm looking back through here <laughs> so Cesaria says so last dream let's see so last dream was maybe tapping into the subconscious yes absolutely and then we have Angela uh Oh, yeah, that was the one about uh, the Rage City. Um, let's see. And is asking Cesario. Uh, yes, I hope so. Okay. Yeah, I agree that they were trying to show you that they're watching over you. Ina says, what does it mean when you were floating somewhere? Not in a vehicle. That is uh, astral projection, Ina, uh, out-of-body experience, and so that's why the, the house or the car doesn't show up, is because you have projected your energy out past the body. <laughs> so, yes, Angela, please email that to me. I would love to sit, I like to sit down and take my time with these so that I can do them justice, you know, and I can do the person justice that's asking it because you know the one uh with the father that had committed suicide was complicated and it really took i'd say probably half an hour of deep meditation and thought to really bring out what exactly that communication was supposed to be um so angela says i had a recurring dream as a child i was chasing my mother through our church to stop her before she hugs a sick lady in a wheelchair. If she touched her, she would die. I woke up just before reaching her, trying to keep her from being contaminated. Now, 43 years later, we were in a pandemic, and my folks are preachers in the Assembly of God and still go around people. Do you think this was a premonition as a child? Yes, absolutely I do. Um... Premonitions. Okay, when we get back to the deal about time doesn't exist. Time is more of a location in space-time, and it's not linear. 
So it's really not a premonition. It's the fact that you have abilities and your subconscious tapped into a position in space-time that has already occurred. So really, there's nothing that you can do to prevent this. I know that the, the subconscious, you see, has anxiety about this occurrence because it's concerning to the person. And so it's presenting it to you so that you can already work through some of the anxiety. That's what the, that's what the intent and the purpose of it is. So, yeah. So Jacqueline said, he failed me my whole childhood. Okay, so he, so Jacqueline, he is trying to work through these failures that he had. And if they were in association to you, then that's part of the anger that he may have directed at himself. So Anne says, hey, Catherine, I've always had dreams. I'm going up a set of stairs, but there is a section of stairs missing or I'm going across the bridge and there is a section of the bridge missing and I can't get across. Usually going up a set of stairs or going across the bridge or going downstairs, anytime you're, you have stairs or bridges involved, these are connectors to deep parts of the conscious mind. So there, you may have to, what I think it's telling you is you need to do more work and that would be building more stairs or building more parts of the bridge to get you into contact with the other side of the bridge or the top of the stairs or the bottom of the stairs, which is the deep inner recesses of the mind where things are there that need worked through. And so that would mean like maybe hypnotherapy, maybe meditations, maybe keeping a dream journal, you know, really doing the work at trying to dive down into those deep areas of the mind that these things that need work are locked away in. Angela wants to know, can a person choose not to reincarnate? Absolutely. They can choose that. There's a new type of, well, I say it's new, but it's really not relatively, I guess, in the last 10 years, a, a type of hypnotherapy called, uh, it's a regressive type of therapy called life between lives. And so there's an interim between each life where the consciousness has to decide if they want to reincarnate and if so, where and why, the biggest thing, why. And so you can have those regressions done to find out more about what was your decision, what it had to do with, why are you here, why are you here at this time, what are you working on, and those are really beneficial um, hypnotherapy sessions to get, and I do know somebody who does those, so if anybody wants that information and this person does remote sessions, just message me or request it and I'll get you a link. Hey to Nadine Dehan, good to see you here. Um, I'm going to leave a link, or I'll put it in the captions right now. Here's the link to the YouTube channel, and that's where all the past episodes are. And so if you're enjoying the show tonight, and you're learning a little something, and you want to see more, go to the YouTube channel. That's where all the old shows are, and you can catch up on a lot of different shows that we talk about here on Monday nights. So Rod wants to know, can spirits from past relationships connect 
with other spirits from the past and realize it. Yes, they absolutely can because uh, one of the past shows that I did was a couple of weeks back and it's about energy connections and how energy connections between people are more important than biological connections because energy connections are the connections that are eternal. Biological connections are not. They degrade, we turn to dust, you know, we get cremated. And so the biological net connections are important, but they're not nearly as important as the energetic connections. And so that episode is on the YouTube channel there. And it's all about energy connections. So Veronica wants to know, I had a dream a while back where these people or beings told me that I should not interfere with someone's fate. They were very compassionate and understanding. I believe this had to do with my husband. So, Veronica, we were just kind of talking about that a while ago. I don't know if you were tuned in at that moment. But I was saying that it's most important for us to focus on our own um, incarnation. You know, how we are evolving. Not to worry about other people that you see that are making mistakes or, or that are not evolving it's not our responsibility to um, make them do what they should this is something that they have to learn on their own and so um, the beings are probably your spirit guides trying to get you more to focus on yourself and rather letting them live their own destinies um, because we're all responsible for our own destiny and that's really the most important thing is not trying to control everybody else's destiny, but being super responsible for what you're doing, for what you are saying, are the things that you are saying in alignment with humanity and, and compassion, compassionate nature. You're responsible first here. So Jacqueline says, that makes her feel better to think that he, he isn't mad at me. But you see, Jacqueline, you really had to sit down and dissect this bit by bit. And the keys to that is him showing the fact that he was in the hospital, but it looked like a church pew. So there's a double connotation there that I should have been in a hospital or I should have been in church or connecting with a spiritual path or getting spiritual guidance, you know, and then we have that feeling of anger because that's the main thing that probably happened is he either did not know how to control his anger or the anger was self-directed and so he's trying to communicate that but he can only do that through making you feel that anger of emotion Uh, and that's you know it's one of the reasons why I only do two mediumships a week is because a lot of spirits that can only communicate through the ability of feeling will often portray a feeling of either how they died and if it was violent or horrible then often it makes me very ill and I can't see anybody for the rest of the day so I had to pick two days a week that it's okay if I get sick I can just go lay down and not have to worry about canceling everybody for the afternoon Um, because I know people are like why can't you do more It's very difficult because sometimes a spirit, that's the only way that they can communicate is through that gift of feeling. So Anne wants to know, can you give one of your recent dreams that has interesting symbolism? 
Um, okay. Okay, here's a here's a good one. This one's just brief because you caught me off guarding. <laughs> but um I often often have dreams about it's um it's midnight, it's very serene, it's very beautiful. I'm on the edge of an ocean, but yet there's a pool there in the sand, which is significant. Um, because the ocean and the pool both represent the subconscious, but instead of, and what I'm doing is I'm diving into the pool, not the ocean, and I'm looking around underneath and swimming through that ocean and trying to, you know, look around and see what's there. So that's significant because if I had dived into the ocean, I'm tapping into the collective subconscious. That would be all of the realm of the subconscious, but I'm only in a pool that is next to the ocean and the pool represents my own subconscious but it's right next to the ocean which means I could connect with the subconscious collective if I chose that but I'm doing this step by step so I have to deal with my area first before I go into the ocean I hope that is kind of cool for you to see All right, um, we're going to do one more dream from a person who submitted their dream. And then we're going to close for the evening because we've kind of gone over. But these uh, episodes are always really fun to do. And do submit and message me your dreams. And I would love to sit down and, um, you know take more time to interpret these for you and you can message them here to my website uh and if remember if you want to watch the show you don't have to go to facebook if you don't want to although it does help me a lot the more viewers that i get so if you want to help the show go ahead and hit the share button on your facebook screen and share this out in your new news feed and do go over to the youtube channel and uh, go and subscribe and share some of the videos with people that you think might uh, really like it. Now, here is the page on, this is on my website here, and I'll put the website link there. So you can go and watch the Monday night stream on the website, Monday nights at 7, if you'd rather catch it there and you don't have time to get on Facebook or you don't want to get on Facebook, you don't have to. So you can just go there if you want. Um, And it's streaming right now on there. Okay, so let's go with this last dream. And so this person is female and it's a, they're having a dream about a Humpty Dumpty simple looking male. Okay, that's significant because the representation of Humpty Dumpty is alluding to Alice in Wonderland, which means that this is sort of a, um, maybe something that has been happening or feeling since childhood, because we have this childhood representation by this Humpty Dumpty in Alice in Wonderland. So the Humpty Dumpty male is picking on her mother. And so she approaches him and in an attempt to get him to get away from her mother, she's swatting at him. Okay. He doesn't, is not affected by any of the swat or strikes that she's uh, giving him and turns, instead he turns his attention 
towards her. Now, this is significant because she's trying to help somebody else. So what that means to me, and this is something that's been happening since childhood, is in an attempt to help somebody else, she feels punished or affected by it. Uh, So he turns her attention towards her. And um, let's see. She retreats and runs down a set of steps into a room. She knows well and closes the door. She can hear him uh, in the hallway at the closed door feeling. And so she's feeling scared. And um, something about she feels like there's no way out. Okay, so her subconscious is not only saying this is something that's been happening since childhood uh, and that when she tries to help other people, she gets in trouble for it or she gets uh, penalized for it, but also in her subconscious is trying to help her deal with situations on the surface that appear, it appears like a helpless situation or there's no way out. Um, Now, at the end of the dream, there was one small window that appears in the room, which her subconscious is showing her that there's always a way out. Uh, And she has to wait for the window to appear. So, you know, there's always a way out or a decision that can take you out of your situation. Um, You know, but you have to wait for that opening to occur. Now, I still have two more pages of people's dreams that I've interpreted. We'll definitely do this again next month. And um, we've got some special shows coming up with Sister Jessica. I'm hoping she will come on here again and help me talk about, I wanted to get her take on Satan and evil and how evil works in the world today. And uh, so I will see you guys next Monday night. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. Please don't get out on the ice and fall. It is terrible out there. And it was sleeting uh, ice earlier. So, you know, just be hugely careful. If you have to get out, go to Walmart and get yourself a pair of ice cleats and put them on your shoes. Okay. Kisses from Kentucky, and I will see you guys next Monday night. You all take care. Bye-bye.